Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 225 on Tuesday, the 11th of December, 2018. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And on this technically challenged week, we will be talking about why we don't seem to be able to push big engineering challenges anymore. We'll also be asking how long does it actually take for internal memos to get around VW? And we find out why steelies and black plastic bumpers hit the spot with Twitter this week. But first, an old friend that hasn't been around for a little while. Dieselgate is back, very briefly. I'm all, almost missing it, <laughs> but not. Well, yeah, almost, but not quite. This is to do with the fact that Volkswagen, just to bring you back up to speed, Volkswagen is being investigated about manipulating the markets by not declaring that there was an issue in America quick enough or that's what the uh, the prosecution case is for courts in Germany and this is the, because as we know Volkswagen have not contravened anything to do with car emissions in the EU even though they've done retrofits and stuff like that which I don't understand but they haven't they passed the the EU testing for their cars so they, they can't yes. be got for that so what they are actually being taken to court for is is for manipulating the markets by not declaring that there was a problem, therefore the share prices might drop <laughs> only a little. So in through doing yeah. this, papers have come out that claim that the now chairman Hans Dieter Poch knew about the emission testing uh, the emission test cheating three months before it was made clear in September 2015. Volkswagen have strongly denied this Poach was the finance head at the time this all happened. He strongly mm. denies this, but there's documentation of VW's legal department to do with a presentation that was dated 24th of June 2015 saying that this had happened. I, I love the, sorry, I love the title of this presentation because <laughs> this, this uh, Auto News Europe thing basically says a presentation called Sacramento dated tw- June 24th, 2015. Who the heck names their PowerPoint presentations Sacramento? If you do name your PowerPoint presentations anything other than Alan's PowerPoint presentation, insert correct name here, then then please get in touch and tell me what the theme is. Yeah, yeah. Presentation of potential emissions 01-ABY. You know, if, if you call things Sacramento, but... But why? It's almost as silly as, well, it's almost as silly as naming your operating system on a computer after parts of California or something like that. I mean, who knows why these people do these things? This is true. But that one, just when it's a presentation that you call Sacramento, it just seems such a silly thing. Anyway, I interrupted there when you were being all serious and grown up. (laughs) Well, let's finish now. Uh, So uh, we, like I said, Volkswagen have denied this strongly. (laughs) Get on with it. So we're going to uh, we're going to have to wait and see whether this actually uh, amounts to anything, or whether this the courts actually say that this is, or whether this is true, because this is alleged, by the way. Mm-hmm. All this just well, to, to clarify, because uh, just to my left, the legal department of Motoring Podcast are qu- quivering here because I hadn't said alleged yet. What's the cat doing? Yeah. <laughs> so then we'll have to see whether the German courts 
Well, one, this is true, and whether the German courts believe this, and if that actually impacts on the uh, on the case that's been put against them. So again, we will, as you know, because we're not letting this lie, uh, we will let you know when there's any updates we find Sadly. out. <laughs> yes, if anybody wants to know, though, before we move on, how much the Motoring Podcast has evolved over the past uh, almost three years, three then and a bit. all you have to know is that, and three and a bit, was that Andrew took a run-up at a German person's name, hit it on the mark, and didn't apologise for his German straight afterwards. So, you know, that really is... Progress, everyone. Progress. You know, it's just progress, folks. If nothing else about <laughs> Dieselgate, it's that Andrew will now actually make a stab at announcing people, at pronouncing people's names. <laughs> However, moving on and not waffling. Um, oh, yes. The going, going, gone and all those fun, fun headlines. This keeps plodding away. Um, and it seems very slow. Well, yes, I believe the Japanese legal system. I do not believe that they will be running around and being particularly. I The whole thing just stinks as far as I'm concerned. I just I just don't I just don't like it. The spidey sense says that it's all that something feels off. I'm sure you could prove these allegations if you tried. It just feels very, very off to me. But that's not what we're doing. I'm not trying I'm not trying to give opinions. I'm trying not to give opinions even on this. So let's hit some facts before I get any further into this. So uh, prosecutors in Tokyo have indicted uh, Carlos Gohan and Greg Kelly, who you will remember was the HR chief uh, essentially for, for Nissan, but very, very senior uh, in the company, they will have been rearrested and are having a spending a prolonged spell in jail there about uh, underreporting their their remunerations in both cases with within Japan in relationship to laws which came in uh, relatively recently that were meant to stamp out that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. because Nissan has now actually been Nissan itself has now been indicted which apparently they were expecting ever since they uh, announced these issues because they have overall responsibility as an entity as well, Mm -hmm. which makes perfect sense in all the stuff that we're trying to get our heads around. But that's very logical and and makes sense. But it does get a bit... There is a section in the Auto News Europe here about, because you were saying a moment ago about how it seems to be taking time. Well, this cycle of detention can go on, it says... Because Muneo Suzuki, a former lawmaker in Japan's lower house of parliament, and I'm quoting directly from Auto News Europe here, uh, was arrested on bribery allegations in 2002. He spent 437 days in detention before eventually being found guilty and sent to prison. So it can be slow. However, there was the, according to Reuters, mm. uh, according to the Asahi newspaper, it's saying that former Nissan Motor Co. Limited Chairman Carlos Ghosn signed documents for Japanese automakers to pay him a billion yen or $8.86 million uh, in deferred annual compensation after he left the company. That's all very well, but what actually, but not just that, he hasn't just signed it himself. Chief Executive Hiroto Saikawa, who is the person who has uh, essentially. I don't know how to word this. I would say essentially ousted going. Well, he was he was very vocal in his anger 
when he held yeah. the press conference that first brought this news to light. Yes. He was not. It was not the typical Japanese. We're terribly sorry. We're in, we're embarrassed. He was no. he was clearly angry and had to be pushed to say that Carlos Ghosn had done anything good for the company. If you remember back, which is strange considering he was one of the people that signed the papers. Mm. But apparently, reading through this more, the police do not believe that he fully understood what he was signing. Therefore, he is not part of the in a circle that did all the noughties to cover the tracks of the monies and all that sort of thing, stuff that's being alleged. But you kind of... Um, you kind of sit there and go, um, the CEO doesn't understand? Okay. Hmm. That I'm sorry, but if you tried that defence for anything here in the UK, that just would not work. Well, this is where it starts to feel very wrong <laughs> and very yeah. off. And I don't really want to say yeah. more than that without getting No, it's all a bit <laughs> it's it's all a bit odd. Uh, we will continue to track it and try to make head and or tail of it. Yeah, absolutely. So when when there's any updates, as ever, uh, you know that we will put it in into uh, follow up, uh, and we will bring you that latest news. But we have one last piece of follow up. And unfortunately, it's very sad news. We do. Not good. No, it's very sad news. And that is, uh, which you're probably aware of, but the Bloodhound uh, project has now been axed. Unfortunately, investors could not be found to help rescue the project, even though it is virtually built, even though they have the desert ready for it to race across. And these sort of things, they, they just could not find the the financial backer that they needed to help complete it and to get it to the point where they could test it out properly and hopefully make the runs that would break the record or set records, uh, which is a massive shame. But this this is this worries me that we're we're not pushing big engineering boundaries anymore as a society. We'll do lots of little things, and if it's a computer, then we're happy to pour money into that. But something like you know, it's. It, it feels a little bit like a Concordy moment that we've we've taken a step backwards. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's 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 a step backwards that we're gonna we're gonna be happy to sit with average rather than push envelopes and things like that. Sorry for the cliches, everyone. I well, do apologise, but you know what I mean. This it's, is it. It just doesn't feel. It feels very bad. It does, and it's pretty much there. So, as I say, it is really the funds that are needed to make it, make the run. I mean, it, it's there, it's built, it's pff, agreements are in place. It just needs the right backer. Supposedly, it got very, very close. It didn't, but but the actual, but things didn't happen in time for the various deadlines. So, it may well, this may well still go on to happen. I mean, I really hope so. Uh, my name is is there on on the tail fin. We really want to see it happen. But you're right. I mean, people. I don't know. I, I think that there's there's a movement that if it's not electronic and bleepy and bloopy, then people don't really don't really get it because engineering is hard and it's hard to understand, and it doesn't just present it to you present itself to you in an app. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. Now, you've got to remember that the education side of this, and I'm not sure if it's going to keep continue, the BBC article linked in the show notes doesn't actually talk about it, 
you know, a major part of this was funding. And, and it, mm. it appalls me that there is funding available for all sorts of ridiculous things. But when it comes to something that is that is engineering related, it isn't there. There is always this huge push uh, nowadays that everything should return a profit. Yeah. I don't actually think that that should be the case. And I, and I see that people aren't willing to make investments. And maybe it's... Maybe it's the whole fear and uncertainty thing that they're not sure whether they should yeah. be doing it, if it's going to be lost in, in time and stuff. But there isn't that push. There isn't that. There aren't those those big investments anymore. No, it's it's very sad that we're at we're at that point. Um, hopefully, hopefully that will change. I hope so too, because I'd say I've given money to it and stuff. No, absolutely. It, it would be great if it if some, somehow it could be rescued. Yes. So new news. Hmm. <laughs> new news starting with good news no hang on um it's what's been declined <laughs> it's time everyone to uh queue up the sign of the swinging symbol and get ready for the november smmt definitely not sales definitely registration figures <laughs> there is what's been described as a modest three percent decline for november new car market there's a weird, sorry, do you know what threw me halfway through that? It's the headline, the SMMT website said there's a modest minus 3% decline, which is a double negative, and it completely threw me. Oh, that's a, it's a rise then. So it's a we rise. We know how maths yeah. works. Yes, I know, exactly. <laughs> so the new car market is down 3% in November. Uh, 158,639 units registered there. Now, the SMMT are saying that this 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 uh, 3% decline is down to model and regulatory changes combined with falling consumer confidence uh, has conspired to affect supply and demand in November. Good news is that as supply constraints ease and new exciting models come on sale in the months ahead, buyers can look forward to a wide choice of cutting-edge petrol, diesel and electrified cars before going on to comment on Brexit, um, which we're not doing tonight. Uh, so, so yes, that's what the the change is. So, sixteen uh, percent decline in November on November for diesel, three point five percent rise for petrol. Alternative fuel fuel vehicle rise of twenty four point six percent, giving them a six point eight percent market share for the month, six percent overall for twenty eighteen to date for alternative fuel vehicles. What else? Private down. Business up, fleet about stable. Yes. Showers later. Top tens. Um, top <laughs> <Yes>. ten. <laughs> Just finished reading a book on the shipping forecast. It's really good. Top ten. In at number ten, first time for a long time, is the Vauxhall Corsa at 2,594 vehicles registered. But it's Zimmer frame. Yes, quite. Number nine, the Kia Sportage. Number eight, the Vauxhall Mocha X. Uh, number seven, the Ford Focus at 3,068 vehicles. Number six, the Ford Volkswagen Polo. Number five, the Mini Mini. Uh, number four, the Nissan Cash Cow in at 3,195. Number three is the A Class. Wow. 4,104. Number two is the Volkswagen Golf at 4,678. And unsurprisingly, only just ahead though. Almost, um, by focus by Fiesta levels, only just ahead, but still selling almost exactly twice as many as the Corsa. 
Well, still registering. registering. Twice. Yes, registering. shut up. I know. Shut up. It's before you get letters. You know you get letters. I know. I know. <laughs> registering. I was twice as many as, of course, it is the Ford Fiesta. Year to date, Fiesta Golf, Corso, Qashqai, Focus, Mini, Polo, A-Class, Cougar, Sportage. With the Ford Fiesta at 90,000 and the Volkswagen Golf in at 61,000. If you're an idea of just how many more Fiesta are registered than Golf. Shall we hit the spreadsheet of doom and gloom and I'll try and stop Andrew reading out all the bad numbers. Okay, of particular note of the doom. Particular note of the doom. Yes, I try to stop you. I know, but I'm I'm try I'm not going to go through everything. But Alfa Romeo, Audi, DS, Freefall, DS, Hyundai, not a good month. Infinity, another bad. Maserati, again, yes. Uh, McLaren, it obviously wasn't a batch month. Uh, <laughs> Nissan, yeah. though, again, big drop for mm-hmm. Porsche. Also, Subaru, not a good month. Porsche had no vehicles to sell. The new Macan S. You see, this is the supply issue one. They're well done because they're introducing new engines. So the new Macan S, for example, has just been launched, has a brand new engine. So the combination of WLTP and new models coming in. Well, they're seen because they sell fewer than they're they're seen as being less important for getting through the WLTP testing and new models coming through, like the new 911 means that they didn't do the, they didn't WLTP the old one, which meant that, you know, large potential vehicle groups can't be, can't be done. Yeah, it makes sense. Sorry. But on the on the positive side, no, no, it, it makes sense. No, absolutely. Positive side, Skoda, Seat, uh, Mitsubishi had a great month. Um, MG, another yeah, superb month for them, 90, 95% increase. Jeep, another good month. Mazda, a good month. Sorry, I was in Gloucester last week. Everywhere. Okay. MGs all over the place. Amazing. I've never seen so many, but, you know, that actually on the roads and registered and, and stuff. Ridiculous number of MGs, relatively speaking. Uh, a great month for Fiat, uh, for Dacia, and uh, congratulations for ridiculous percentage of the month goes to Chevrolet. They normally get it though; they're up there with MG for fighting for it because they um, they don't even they sell cars. Six here. cars. They registered six cars this year compared to two last year. So well done to them for that. They False. did. People. People did private imports of six Chevrolet. Okay? It's just the most pathetic thing. Six Chevrolet cars. Somebody bought in six Camaros, and therefore there's a 200% registration increase. For goodness sakes, SMMT, get Chevrolet out of there. They're not sold in this country. They should be into other imports, which were down 40%, by the way. Yeah, they should. They should by now. They really should by now. <laughs> yeah. And, I. yeah, I mean... Some companies did really badly. Like I'm surprised at some of them, and some of them did surprisingly well. But really well. There, there's some. There's some hangover. You can see the statement from where the statement from W uh, from SMMT about WLTP and all that lends itself because Audi had a particularly bad one, Porsches and stuff like that. So it sort of makes sense. And if people are actually putting their hand in the pocket, so there were a number of stable ones, by the way, that don't normally that normally fluctuate normally figure quite well in either the reds or the greens. So stuff like Jaguar, Land Rover and BMW were, and Toyota mm. were all pretty much static. It's just worth mentioning. Yeah, it's unusual yeah, for them to be that static. But yes. Anyway, shall we move along? Yeah, more bad news, I'm afraid. 
The Footman James Classic Car Show in Manchester at Event City uh, is now indefinitely on hold, cancelled, hmm. will not happen, has gone to the choir and all, all that sort of stuff. Their press release, which will be in the show notes, uh, mentions that they have had uh, to face significant compulsory third-party cost increases, which I am guessing is either insurance or the event location have put their price up massively. But then yes. they may try and find somewhere else to do it, if that was the case. But if it was insurance, there's a certain irony to that, isn't there? Given it's the foot well, and yes, James. Yeah. Because I'm I'm struggling to think what else the cost would be, third party cost. Uh, the security type stuff. That would be that would probably be in with the venue though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know if the venue and there's the uh, sort of people that furnish the stand stuff, but that doesn't seem reasonable. Not going to be that high. It's probably going to be insurance or something like that. Insurance or Event City have put their price up too much. Uh, which is a shame That's because I mean this was the first one I lovely. could attend this year with, with two of the, two of the horde, and we all thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean it was a really relaxed environment, and there was such a mix of things as well. Everything was mixed in together. It was great, so there wasn't any particular, yeah. and and there was such a wide breadth of because there was American cars in there as well, which obviously the, the younger crack windscreens got super excited about. It's like the NEC Classic Motor Show where they are mixed together. Yeah, but less less people and a bit more relaxed in that front. And there wasn't the 20-odd pound car parking fee either. Oh, gee. Appalling. Yes. Agreed. That is outrageous, actually. <laughs> it is. Don't. The NEC is just horrible for that. Yeah, that, that is a shame. That is a shame. But in, in more surprising news, though, Alan... Yes, in a more surprising news, uh, it, it's it's a little bit sort of, I don't know if it's inside stuff, but Pistonheads, the forum and classified website that has been, or well, is still currently part, part of Haymarket Group, so the publishers of Watcar and Classic and Sports Car and Autocar uh, that we use quite often, is been, has been sold to a company called Car Gurus Incorporated, who are a a sort of auto-treadery type uh, website in the US. Uh, obviously, They are here now as well. Are they here as well? So, Well, I imagine they won't be for very long. They launched in 2015. Oh, right. And obviously made a humongous... <laughs> I've, I've never obviously made a humongous site. impact. Well, they, they say in their statement that they're now the fastest growing online automotive marketplace. Now that... Mm, that's quite clever wording. Fastest growing... It's yes, but that's compared to cargurus.com, autotrading.com, cars.com, and truecar.com, who are their direct competitors. The fastest growing means that they've gone from selling 100 cars to 200 cars. And, oh my god, it's 100% yeah. growth. It's, it's an MG stat, isn't it? <laughs> it is an MG stat, isn't it? That's quite bad. Um, so we don't really want to diss them completely here, mate. But uh, but no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, no. They, they have online marketplaces in Canada, Italy, and Germany, and Spain, as well as the UK and the US. Well, they're obviously serious. I mean, much much as I was poking fun at that that phrase, they are serious. If they've gone for piston heads, which is you know a, a bit of a brand. When it comes to... Yeah, it's a bit of a brand for specialist stuff and people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. 
you don't sell a slightly manky Fiesta on piston heads. You would sell a Renault Sport Clio 192 that's had some minor modifications for selling on track. You would sell that on piston heads because that's a far, you're likely to reach that enthusiast audience, which, let's face it, shoving it on uh, Auto Trader is not going to do. What knowledgeable, passionate audience that knows what they're talking about, Alan? By any chance? Do you think they want a podcast, Andrew? Sounds very familiar. Yes, Sounds very familiar. <laughs> it does. I don't know why? I don't know why. Oh, but, well, yeah. that's it. So, Piston Heads is great for that, and it's got, of course, it's got that whole community side to it as well, which for forums is pretty good. It's certainly well managed. I think people will now tell me that Piston Heads mm. is rubbish. You know, for forums, it's for as, it's not for as bad. much as I've dipped in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, no. But but it's 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 quite a big move that a Haymarket are prepared to let this go. Yeah. And b Cargurus just to reiterate, Cargurus are showing their seriousness by going for such a brand. I, I am surprised at, at Haymarket letting go, letting it go. Really, it, it that that's what surprised me most because that was their. Because if you look at the stable, you know, auto car, what car? That's that's very. And I'm not decrying this in any way, but that's very sensible. You're going to say something like stayed, aren't you? Yeah. No, no, I was going to say very sensible and, you know, you very, because this is going to sound wrong as well, but fact-orientated, but focused. Whereas Piston Heads, is there's a more fun side to it. They sell stickers, Andrew. That's the difference. Sorry. I know that sounds silly and I know we sell stickers, (laughs) but... They sell stickers and branded merchandise. Let's face it, uh, what car, auto car, and classic and sports car do not. Yeah. yeah? You know what I mean? You wouldn't go yeah, out. Yeah. You wouldn't. Not even I would be seen in public in an auto car hoodie. <laughs> all right? So <laughs> we're going to get so much. We're going to get so much abuse. Depends whose picture was on it, though. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to get in trouble for this story but yeah that's that's it i'm i'm surprised at haymarket passing it up unless they unless somebody somewhere decided it was uh it didn't fit the rest of the stable but i don't know but it sort of now means car guru sort of matches a bit of what auto trader does because they do content now themselves don't they yeah but it's got the right niche as well i think yeah 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 as long as they don't lose sight of that key niche, then then they're onto it. Do, should I do the whole full disclosure thing? I once sold a car on piston heads. There you go. In forty five minutes, I can't say better than that. Uh, so I would. De- it's no. up at the moment as it is now. If I were advertising a car for sale, it would be where I would normally go. Again, because I'd get the right kind of people for the car I'd be selling. Well, yeah, your car, your, both your cars would be, both your cars, to be fair. Yeah. That is the right place to put them. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Totally. Totally believe that. Whereas mine is not. I don't, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know what, actually? There are worse places you could advertise it than there. Well, I'll find out in the new year. Sorry, this isn't meant to turn into a Piston Heads advert. Uh, they don't sponsor us. If you do want to sponsor us, Car Gurus, Inc. and Piston Heads, then do get in touch. Or anyone else out there that's listening. Or anyone else out there. So, yes, anyways, yes, we can. let's move on from that one. Uh, Volkswagen again, and this time it's not Dieselgate, but it's something equally dumb. Yes, this is incredibly dumb. I mean, 
Yes, dumber than a dumb thing that's as Baldrick would say. But Volkswagen yeah. has apparently been selling unauthorized pre-production cars. <laughs> Not just one or two either. For what they know of, 6,700 test cars in both the US and Europe between 2006 and 2018. Most of those have actually been sold in Germany. But these are pre-production or display vehicles which have not been certified to be on the road. <laughs> this is, yeah. I mean, it, it gets worse because they found out about this in the summer of 2016 and they've only oh. just told the German <laughs> Transport Federation or Federal Motor Transport Authority, sorry, there might be an issue. <laughs> The thing is that it, they would be okay and it would be legal if they actually had kept a log and reported a log of how the vehicles different, differed from production ones. That would be okay. They didn't. So it just... <laughs> unbelievable. Supposedly this was flagged up by the VW's audit department, which does sound like the easiest job in the world. Because nobody seems yeah. to pay any attention to you. Yes, thank you to Jill Opnick for this one. Well, and this is after Dieselgate, right? This is this is after Dieselgate. This issue was discovered, mm-hmm. okay? And they still carried on selling cars. So what they are doing <laughs> is they've recalled six thousand seven hundred of them. I don't really know what they're going to do to them. Well, they're going to have to destroy them. Are they really? Uh, are they really? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. If they're not registered to be on the road, they're going to have to, aren't they? And they're going to have to give new cars to the owners. They're okay if they've logged what the differences are. But they haven't. It's too late now, isn't it? It's, they're not going to be allowed to do yeah. that registration. I would imagine you could... In the, in the current climate, VW are going to get away with that? No, no, they're not. They're Definitely not in the US. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's just but so But there's stupid. potentially 17,000 cars involved. I mean, yeah. that's not just that's whoever's signed that off. That's not one or two <laughs> digging a garden somewhere. They probably didn't. Or their own grave. <laughs> it's one of the two. That's just you know, you know what I said the other week about you know, despite themselves, they make a profit. This is one of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No idea what the plan is. So. But th- is... they knew about this in 2016 and they only just got to mentioning it to the authorities in September this year. They are going to be raked over the coals for their reporting issues again because that, that's been one of the problems they've had to deal with with Dieselgate. It's just unbelievable yeah. that, that they've still got these uh, issues. They're a big company. Big companies are just rubbish at these things. Yeah, big companies are rubbish. Honestly, that's what it boils down to. Big companies are a bit rubbish at this stuff. And VW are being poked at and quite a lot. So their their errors are more obvious and more visible to us because it makes it newsworthy. Poke at most big companies, you'll find similar issues. Yep. Just not necessarily cars sold to the public. All that Which brings us to... (laughs) Which brings us to uh, that point of the show where we remind you to think about and consider what the Motoring Podcast is worth to you. Yes, to folks, it's time for Guilt Minute. So when I'm going to remind you that if you think that we're worth a small amount of your card-earned cash every month, 
uh, to support Motoring Podcast, then you can go to motoringpodcast.com and click on the orange Become a Patron button there on the front page. If you are already a patron, then thank you so very much. Once again, not everybody has the ability to do this, uh, so please don't forget that you can, on a one-off kind of situation, buy your loved one, friend, acquaintance, a vehicle sticker from the site at motoringpodcast.com slash sweetmerch. Two flavors, interior stickers, exterior stickers. Been asked about other formats of stickers. I will try and get around to it in the new year and see how we get on with that. Don't forget if you can't do either of those or don't feel so, uh, don't feel the urge, don't forget to like, rate, and leave feedback via the podcast player of your choice. Done all of that, you are absolutely wonderful. Why not cost a friend? Tell them they might enjoy the, the, the show and subscribe them uh, so they don't miss the next exciting installment of Dieselgate. Other interesting segments are available. Or Gonegate. <laughs> Gonegate's coming up now. Anyway, what is interesting, what is coming up this... Uh, uh, that was me trying to be slick. Uh, what is what is interesting, what is coming up this weekend, is the start of Season 5 of... Game of Thrones? What? Formula E! Why, I hear you cry, should you get up to watch the qualifying at 7.30 on Saturday morning and the race again from 11am until half past one? Well, remember, this is the first race where they have a single car right the way through. None of the car swapping anymore. Not only that, but it is really very easy to watch. It is available free to view here in here in the UK. Uh, BT Sport ESPN, if you have that, is showing it's showing the practicing the practices right from four a.m. That'll be fun. That, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is showing from is showing the two practices and qualifying. Eurosport. Eurosport 2 is showing qualifying and the EPRI as well. YouTube is showing the EPRI. It always used to show the qualifying and the practices, so I imagine it's showing those two. It's just not listed here. From 11.40 until 10 past one. No, because it's changed, hasn't it? It's changed. YouTube is now... Because we've got the YouTubers there talking us through it. Oh, do we have... So it's it's no longer the Formula E feed. It's the Formula E UK feed. Oh, that's him. I always like the raw one. A BBC red button. It's on there. It's on the red button. BBC website. BBC iPlayer from twelve till half past two. Uh, GMT, and then there will be highlights on Quest, BT Sport One, BT Sport Two. The link to how to watch will be in the show notes. It is right. List of the week. Yes, I quite like this one. And the 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 fact, updated like motoring research website now. Uh, so I I don't know who actually wrote this list originally. Oh, it was it's a Gav list. I suspected as much anyway. when I read it because I've 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 read enough of his lists. But this is Christmas presents, used luxury cars for five thousand pounds, and he runs through an awful lot, most of which didn't make me go off to Auto Trader to uh, or Car Guru now to have a look and find what I could possibly see in my local area at this price range for the cars suggested at all. No, not at all. You should so not buy any of the cars in this. You naughty man, Gavin. You naughty man, Gavin. 
No, I can't. You, no, I can't. You simply should not buy any of these cars. Because it, that does not fix any of the problems I have right now with my car. <laughs> exactly. Even if uh, they were but diesel. it's a cracking list. <laughs> it is. I mean, we start... that He kicks off fantastically with an Alfa Romeo 166. Agreed. Just to give everybody an inkling of, you know... The only one that would solve your car issues, and we're definitely not talking about the Silver Shadow or the Velsatis, uh, or my favourite in the, this list, which is the Absolute Wild Card, which is, is sitting in there. The only one that would solve your issues, or at least go somewhere towards it, is a Lexus GS450H. Mm, also has well, a, I think a, C, a C6 diesel would. Um, no, it would just, no, it wouldn't. So many levels that just wouldn't. Hello, broken bits. Lovely as it is. Or an A8 diesel. Yeah, whatever. I disagree. But I think it's a fantastic <laughs> list. I think you should go take a good look through it. There are about, how many, 10, 15 on there? Yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah. Lots. More than that. Plenty. Quite a few. Lots. Go go have a look. Um, it did say it was a GAV list before they revised this, which in a way that made me think, oh, have I actually clicked the right link? Uh, today so um, so yes yes there we go hopefully the appropriate taglines will be back yes so it's it's a good list go and have a look go through Um, there are many lovely cars there that if I had the cash and the space I would happily have a lot of these on the list yes which makes me realize as we move into and finally what we've done is we've gone and we've done a double gav we have we've done a double gav it's not a bad thing gav list it's Come on. We've not had many for a while, so I think people are due, due one or two yeah. gav lists in there. The end finally is everybody's response to Roy McCarthy. So graphic designer, he wrote, the, the, wrote and illustrated the book Is for Allegro. When he pointed out why he just didn't like, he just couldn't get on board with modern cars because, quite frankly, they, they there's not enough difference across the range certainly in looks uh, and then posted a focus popular as he saw it with brown bumpers steely wheels with center caps and uh, brown bumpers gray bumpers unpainted bumpers wing mirrors door handles and the like and this really uh, caught people's imagination um, which yep. has led to a petrol blog article from uh, from gav who has yes written about it and the details and the differences and then shown another couple of of the ones that that Rory that Rory sketched up as well a Renault Clio Campus a Qashqai uh, DX the <laughs> the one that it does actually look really good is the Vauxhall Insignia Merit and the <laughs> Mini City as well yes. Uh, Mini City's great. Which are that looks great. Ingenious. The Mini City looks looks proper. You do get yeah, Clio's in that sort of spec in North Africa. Uh, I have seen them okay. a bit like that. There was one other which hasn't been listed here because somebody suggested it was the the Dacia, the Dacia Alpine A110. <laughs> yeah, so I did Al- see that. <laughs> uh, Alpine A Alpine A110 that's had similar treatment and it looks so good. It really did look. It looked good. Do you know what some of these remind me of? They remind me of those essentially tuning editions uh, and race editions that some of the Japanese manufacturers used to make. 
so you could get your Lancer Evo, and it would just come with standard unpainted grey bumpers, tiny, thin, skinny steel wheels, because you were buying it understanding that you were either stripping it out for a race car or that you were going to mod the socks off it. So you were going to be fitting a body kit, so why bother painting the bumpers? And you were going to be fitting alloys. So you could buy this this more basic level uh, because you were going to rip the seats out and shove buckets in and stuff. And that's what they remind me of. I think it looks. I think some of these look absolutely cracking. They do. Speaking of gaff type things, I saw a really immaculate early Citroen ZX today. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was just worth commenting because I didn't have a chance to go near Twitter today, and I didn't get a picture out of the way. So uh, yeah, it looked looked the business. Cool. I think that's about it now. It's a bit of a, a bit of a short one this week, everybody. Do you think so? We've still managed 45 minutes-ish, almost. Not after I edit, we won't. <laughs> no, exactly. Parish notes this week, Andrew. Yep. The rear view of Editing Hell will be out this Friday. The infamous. <laughs> it will. This it slots back into the I schedule. Did. Yes, exactly. It has missed an entire cycle, but it, it it's coming out. We we can't footer with it any longer, really. Uh, there was a new special edition out last Friday, the Hyundai Tucson, um, a vehicle so big it echoed pretty much. Oh, drat. So there was a new special edition out last Friday, the Hyundai Santa Fe, a vehicle so massive the interior actually echoed. So big you might have heard me almost say that twice. So yes. that's out. Do have a, a listen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the new show will be taking a break over Christmas because we'll be trying to take a break over Christmas. So next week will be the last one of the year. That normally means that, and we'll remind you close to the time, that we'll be running through our predictions of the year. Uh, We'll be making predictions for next year. And if you've got any that you want included any predictions do let us know yes we 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 enjoyed last year's predictions from the from the listening audience they were fab some of them we could actually say on air yes yes <laughs> a very small minority of them <laughs> were repeatable within our editorial guidelines of things that wouldn't be repeated by a 4 year old in the supermarket queue yes exactly. we will be reminding you about those so Get your thinking caps on, and we'll try and include a few of those next week as well. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, which is great, other than to remind you that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Remember our Audible offer, available at motoringpodcast.com slash support, and please, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really does matter. Andrew, best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you will find me there. And Alan, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you personally? The Twitters uh, seems to work pretty well. Uh, where I'm at AJP Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. We will be back next week. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.